This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. You're not eating well. Perhaps you have a chronic illness or taking a wild guess here, you're under a lot of stress. You know all of these are doing damage to your body and could be contributing to a loss of a very important antioxidant your body normally produces, glutathione. I guarantee I'm going to say that wrong at least once in this show. You did it well, though. I, I got it that time. Uh, now, listen, if your body is struggling to produce enough of glutathione, uh, you could be experiencing a number of things, poor sleep, low energy, aches and pains, brain fog. Uh, it could be making your depression or your anxiety worse uh, and could be contributing to a number of deadly diseases. Now, before we get into this conversation, I want to make it clear that that we're not pushing a supplement. This this is something that that I feel strongly about. I'm no scientist, but I hate supplements. One of my favorite interviews that we've done was with uh, Dr. Paul Offit, and, and he helped kind of you know, put the kibosh on the idea that supplements really do much of anything. But, but Zach, you take a bunch of supplements. Like you used to take a lot, but you scaled it back. Yeah. I used to take, it, it took me, I don't know, five or six like swallows to, and I, I can swallow a handful of pills Jeez. and it would take five or six swallows. There it was, it was a lot. Now it's down to one little handful. I take uh, just a general multivitamin, which mm-hmm. is three pills, but they're the, they're big. Mm-hmm. I take uh, krill oil, okay, which helps with my joints. I actually notice a difference when I don't take krill oil, okay. And I take turmeric, okay, which helps with inflammation in my body. And then I take a daily Prilosec because I have ridiculous um, heartburn issues that um, called GERD, which is disgusting and gross. But um, <laughs> I have been unable to treat it naturally, so it's my my one medication. It's one handful of pills, but I'm always going to do a multivitamin just because I I can't count on myself mm-hmm. to eat everything that I need to eat to get all the vitamins and minerals right. that I need. So it becomes expensive pee, yep. but you know, it's there and my body uses it. Well, and, I, and I'm glad you said that because uh, knowing we had this interview coming up, uh, I did a little bit of research on glutathione and, and how to get it. And we'll let uh, Dr. Nayan Patel, he's our guest this week. He's the author of The Glutathione Revolution, Fight Disease, Slow Aging, and Increased Energy with the Master Antioxidant. So I was curious, what would glutathione do for me? I was mostly curious about what it would do for my depression episodes. And I also don't trust myself to get it from nutrition, as he recommends. And this is my favorite part about talking to him and about his message is I mean, this guy's a pharmacist. His job is to sell you medication and pills and whatever you know is on the market. That's his gig, and he's looking to put himself out of business by helping you with your with your lifestyle, with your nutrition, to help you get everything you need naturally. Well, I, I will argue that one point because I don't think pharmacists are selling you the pills. It's the doctors who are selling you the pills. It's a good point. Pharmacists are just putting it together for you. It's a good point, but the more that he can convince you that you don't need those pills, the less his job serves a purpose. So my point, I went out and bought a supplement. I went out and bought a jar of uh, glutathione pills, 250 milligrams. And I started out taking just one a day and then upped it after a couple days to two because I wasn't really feeling anything. And my experience has been interesting because all of this year I've experienced anxiety like I never have. Uh, I've always been more depressed, but because of the state of the world, I can feel the anxiety every single day. 
And in the last month or so since I started taking this, that anxiety is still there, but I'm able to channel it into something productive. I'm able to use that energy to do something more productive with my time rather than just having this sort of frantic, chaotic, just sort of wandering mind and and, and not really knowing what to do with it. In the last month, I've been able to wake up and, and really realize, hey, I need to do this today. That's where I'm going to put this energy. So that's been really good. I had uh, one episode where I did feel uh, depression coming on, which was weird because typically it takes me a couple of days of feeling horrible and being really depressed and angry and, and things. And then I realize, usually because my wife points it out, that I was getting depressed. But within hours, I was like, oh, I, th- I think that's what this is. And I even told my wife, and just by sharing it, uh, I was able to kind of release a lot of it. I, I cried and felt really sad about it. I was mad that I was depressed again. And by the end of the day, it had passed. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that taking 500 milligrams of glutathione out of a bottle is curing my anxiety or depression. I don't know that. I do know that's the only thing that's changed in my lifestyle in the last month. And I have two pretty solid examples of things that changed. Maybe it's because I take a pill every day that changes my mindset to go, oh, you're taking this thing. Maybe it will make you better. There's there's a, a number of reasons. It could be totally coincidental. But I have two examples in the last month of, of an improvement since I started doing this. I'm going to keep taking it and just to see what it does to uh, you know the weeks and months ahead. But I just found it fascinating that this thing I didn't know existed a few weeks ago could potentially have a huge impact on my life. Mm-hmm. You've got a little bit of correlation. You need a few more data points, though. Yeah, definitely. And and it's easy to to make a simple change like that and then feel like, oh, look, all of a sudden things are better. And and to hang my hat on that being the reason. Again, I'm not I'm not going to tell you that this is going to cure your depression or your anxiety or anything else. But it does seem to be, as we'll find out in the interview, that a low level of glutathione contributes to a lot of these problems and deadly diseases and chronic health conditions and things like we've already mentioned, just being low on energy, tired, not sleeping well, aches and pains, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what I got going on is the low energy. Yeah. Aches and pains, not sleeping well. So maybe that's just part of getting old, but according to Dr. Patel, there might be something I can do about it. Yeah, and that's his book. I I, I got to tell you, when I saw the word glutathione, I was concerned because this is new to me. I'm, I'm not big on on this sort of level of biohacking. I don't get into the biology of stuff. So I was worried I was going to crack this thing open and it was going to be a science book that I was not going to understand. But I tore through this thing in a day, which I don't do. I don't read a book in a day. That never happens for me. So this is it's a quick and easy read that you will learn a lot about the way your body functions and about how much you might benefit from glutathione. So we had a chance to talk to him a couple of weeks ago about this book, about his research, and about how this could be something that could really benefit your health moving forward. And we started by asking him really just about what glutathione is and why our body needs it. The glutathione itself, it's in simple terms, it's a protein. People understand what proteins are. Your body consumes, you eat protein on a daily basis. Uh, and this is something that your body produces with the uh, with the help of other amino acids, mainly the glutamine, glycine, and cysteine. Cysteine is found in your whey proteins and, and uh, uh, whey isolates like your milk products. And so your body will take those three amino acids and make glutathione out of it at the simplest terms. 
uh, and, it made, and it makes a lot of it. So in simple terms, it's just a protein that your body produces. And I can go more complex, but I don't think that's necessary at this point. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's talk about what people care most about is what does this do for me? It, it's something that my body already makes. It, it must serve a purpose. What does it do for me? So your body makes a glutathione to serve a lot of different function. Uh, on on the surface, it, the main function is to detoxify you from uh, free radicals. Free radicals are produced by your body when it comes under stress. Uh, this last eight months, I cannot imagine how much stress people are going through right now. And even though when you are outside in suns, uh, in the sunshine and uh, your organic stresses that you have on a daily basis, we are going through some Im- Im- immense amount of stress today that they've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And when you're under stress, your body produces a lot of free radicals. Uh, those free radicals have to be neutralized Otherwise, this free radicals goes rampant and start eating up your body from inside. Uh, and so bo- your body produces a lot of glutathione to counteract any of the stresses that you feel on a daily basis. So that's one of the functions of glutathione. Um, and base, based on that function, it's, it's considered as an antioxidant, which is a major function of glutathione. The other major function is a detoxifier. And the way it does it is basically helps you metabolize through your liver all the toxins that you consume, either through your mouth, that you breathe the air, you touch something, goes through your skin. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you consume toxins on a daily basis, and your body has to somehow process it and get rid of it. it. has to be done by your liver. So glutathione helps in all these different components. And the very last thing is that when your body's under immense amount of stress and is having some diseases to manage, everybody that has diseases have shown low levels of glutathione to begin with. So here's you have some disease that your body needs to fight it, but the fighting ammunition that your body needs to fight against the diseases is not, is, is not present. So now you need, you need help from outside sources. And my goal in life is to make your body self-sustaining so you won't need my pharmaceuticals ever. I'm a pharmacist, and guess what? I don't want to sell you any drugs if I don't have to. Exactly. I've never heard that before from a pharmacist. That's amazing. I love That's that. That's great. Glutathione is very important for the body. Is testing your levels of glutathione part of standard blood work when somebody goes to the doctors for, you know, say, just an annual physical? Are they, are they testing the level of glutathione in that standard blood work, or is that some extra test that they have to do? And that's a good question because most of the doctors would not test for glutathione because if they see the levels are low, they have nothing to give it to you. And it's a, it's a, it is a blood test and you can measure it. It's a, it's a, it's a non-preferred test. So most of the time people have to pay out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. I believe the cost is roughly about 60 to 80 bucks. The prices may have changed over the last few years, but that's how much I used to pay for my patients for the blood test. But yes, it's routinely never been tested because there's no treatment options available to raise the levels. And even, if, even if you raise the levels, they don't know what to expect out of it. That's, I think, where your book comes into play, right? Um, your book has a lot of details on how you can actually change your glutathione levels. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, in your book, you mentioned that as as we age, our glutathione production decreases, but we need it 
as we age. So can you talk a little bit about our need for glutathione, how it changes over time? And then, and then I guess we can get into what do we do to fix that? Absolutely. So there, there's two ways to uh, increase glutathione levels. A simple way, uh, which is uh, the lazy way, is to consume some supplements over the counter, the topic of glutathione that we have, or injectables that are the two best forms out there. But the better way is to stop your body from losing the glutathione by not having behavior that increases your stress, that increases exposure to toxins, not consume so much alcohol and other solvents and so on and so forth. So reduce the consumption or the need of glutathione to begin with for, for our extracurricular activities. At the same time, also increase the production by consuming the right amount of foods that has uh, predominantly the cysteine, glutamine, and glycine molecules to, those are the basic substrates to, to make the glutathione. One more thing that your body needs to uh, be as a catalyst for this reaction is selenium. And the best way I tell my, my patients is to eat four Brazil nuts per day. That's mm -hmm. it. You don't need to do anything more than that. If you eight is too much, four is plenty to help get your body the glutathione peroxidase enzymes and the selenium needs to produce the glutathione. Talking about the uh, how our... our our production of glutathione okay. decreases over time, but our maybe our need for it is is still there. You mentioned in your book, supply and demand. Yes. So the production starts going down starting the age of twenty. Really, we don't we don't notice the decrease in production until the age of forty, because even though the levels are decreasing, you're not supposed to be drinking until the age of twenty one, anyways, right? So. You're, you're not consuming all the solvent that is, that is toxic to your body on an ongoing basis. So your, your need for glutathione is, is there, but it's not that much when you're younger because everything else is functioning just fine. But then as you start getting into your, your work life and your married life and your kid's life and your stress increases, your mortgage increases, your, your behavior starts getting a little bit more erratic and you started traveling the world and, and seeing a lot of different things. When, it, when everything starts combined together, your need for glutathione also increases with, with your stressors. When the need increases and your body cannot produce enough, there's a, there's a slight change where your needs are more than your body production. And over time, the gap starts increasing wider and wider. And that widening of the gap is actually what we start feeling in terms of diseases, um, inability to exercise, inability to, to, to control pain. We have aches and pains all over our body. We have inflammation in our body and so on and so forth. So over time, our needs for glutathione are actually the same or more sometimes, but our production cannot keep up with the, with the actual needs. It's so that's the I mean. It's interesting you point out the the number of, of diseases, conditions that people have that show low levels of, of glutathione. Gluta glutathione. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. Um, as someone who deals with depression, I was fascinated to see that that appears to be common in people like me. My wife uh, deals with Hashimoto's syndrome. Fascinating that that affects her as well. Um, and also, I think, again, getting back to the point that you've already made, as a pharmacist, you're leading the charge to get people to to try and get that number up 
so you can stop giving us medication. I love that more than I can express. And it seems like uh, one of the biggest things you're pointing to to get folks to get that number up is diet. Yes. Talk a little bit about what you mm-hmm. recommend for someone to, who's trying to, even if they don't go get the blood test, they're thinking, well, these things all sound like me. Maybe this is me. What can they do to their diet to see if that uh, puts them on the right path? Absolutely. So let me just address the question about the blood test first. Uh, just because you do a testing for glutathione, the level is, is good today. In literally a few hours from today, you may not be okay because your glutathione levels can fluctuate uh, within minutes, so to speak. It is a very short half-life, and we look at everything as a half-life because how long is it going to be active inside your body? And glutathione being the, such a reactive species your body produces, it has to produce on an ongoing basis to maintain the needs. And so by doing a blood test, it's a hit and miss. If you get a good levels and you ignore the signs that, hey, I still have a problem, but my levels are okay, uh, let's not do anything. I think you may miss the boat. So being said that, uh, I always like the natural way of le- uh, increasing your own level. So there's few things that I always recommend for people. One is you can do two things. You can either eat the foods to produce your own glutathione and or decrease the uh, behavior that uses a lot of glutathione for those things. Mm-hmm. By the way, glutathione is also the only molecule that can regenerate itself once it's been used up. For example, if if you are exposed to sunlight and you have a lot of free radicals in your body, the glutathione molecule will will consume that electron uh, and and sacrifice itself. But what it does, it it combines with another glutathione molecule, combines them together, become a stable form. So then when you consume vitamin C or drink your orange juice, it gives the energy back to the glutathione and this thing becomes glutathione again. And so it, it recycles itself. It's the only antioxidant that's known to be recycling itself. So if, so if you are not consuming heavy metals like fishes and, and things like that, that can have a lot of heavy metals in, in your diet, uh, you can, you can re- literally recycle your own glutathione levels. Otherwise, once it detoxifies the heavy metals or other metabolites, it's a one-way process and you cannot return those glutathione back. So, so that's one way of, of preventing the use of glutathione for something that you can avoid because you want to keep it for uh, autoimmune disease or diabetes or, or infections and things like that. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that consuming the right types of food to increase your own levels. So, I like whey isolates. They have a lot of cysteine in there. I like the avocados. I, I mean, I just had my avocado sandwich just, just a few minutes ago, right before this podcast nice. we had. Um, I, I, I eat asparagus and, you know, things that are, that are the building blocks for, uh, for the glutathione. I always tell my patients, just because you consume glutathione capsule, your body will break it down into different amino acids and the body does not necessarily has to make the glutathione again. Just because you ate glutathione, the body doesn't have to produce glutathione. And that's the myth. You can eat any amino acids that your body needs, and the body will make the proteins that your body needs. So I always say that it's, it's better to consume the foods that are rich with amino acids than to take a capsules or something that is, that is going to be degraded and then bodies rebuilt again anyways. 
Mm-hmm. Zach and I have both had a lot of uh, success with the keto diet. Uh, I dropped about 70 pounds on it. He dropped a ton of weight on it. It, it was fantastic for both of us. Um, I, I know that you don't necessarily recommend sticking going that way because it is difficult to maintain for a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm now on more of like a paleo sort of a diet, which is very mm-hmm. similar, but a little more lenient. Are those uh, effective methods? Is that a, a good diet to point to or is it simpler than that? Um, my diet, I, I'm not to any diet per se. Like for example, keto diet is great. If you're trying to, uh, trying to control your insulin load and trying to get, increase your metabolism and try to lose weight, it's a great thing. Uh, long-term it, it, it may be difficult to, for sustaining. So I like a combination diet where you are still being able to enjoy the food. Uh, and not putting so much stress on your body that you, you're not enjoying life at the same time. I'm not a big proponent on doing something that I cannot sustain for the rest of my life. Uh, and as I said, I like my, I like my water. I like, my, I, I, I like simple things in, in life that make sense to me. So I like to eat foods that, that are whole foods, uh, that gives me a lot of energy. I particularly uh, went vegetarian three years ago, just on a whim of proving the point that you don't need animal proteins to survive and to stay healthy. And I'm on, a, I'm on this quest right now. I mean, this is my fourth year right now, and I'll, I'll probably go for another one more year before I can realize what the effects before and afters are. I'm glad you brought that up. I've been a vegetarian, so I've so I've done the keto and paleo diet, but I've had to modify them because I've been a vegetarian for about 25 years. Um, oh. So so that is really interesting to hear that that you're doing that because this is one of the things that drives me crazy about this field online is there's just this war. Con- like, you must eat meat. You must eat plants. If you do the opposite, you are completely wrong and you're destroying society. It does. It just seems like it's so simple. If it's something that grows out of the earth that we've been eating for hundreds of years, it seems like that's sort of the, the thing we're supposed to be doing and not necessarily uh, overthinking it too much. Absolutely. I mean, if 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 we were supposed to eat meat, we should have large canines and small intestines uh, intestines because our body is has a long intestinal tract is because we digest food by fermentation process versus meat eaters, carnivorous animals have shorter intestines because they don't digest food by fermentation process. And so our body is not equipped to do so. So that was, again, that's the journey that I'm on right now. I cannot comment too much at this point because I'm still learning as much sure. as I, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my life right now. And if I see, if you ever see a centurion person, this centurion person is this frail guy or girl that literally can be blown away by a heavy wind, and yet they're resilient to diseases, to to all kinds of problems, and they're healthier people. You don't see a huge buffed up guy or a girl that is 100 years old plus because they have a lot of <laughs> issues to deal with. It. Right. I, I am not the vegetarian of the bunch. I, I, I enjoy steaks. And just, I just want to ask a clarifying question on, on some of the diet pieces. Um, in your book, I read that people who do the keto diet or do you know, low-carbohydrate diets, that type of eating actually um, tends to increase the glutathione production in the body. So 
you made a comment that made, got me thinking, do you feel like it is um, the benefits of the keto diet that's actually making people feel better when they're on the keto diet, if it, if it does make them feel better? Or is or do you think it's um, more to do with the glutathione increase in the body? I think it's 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 both ways. It's more towards the diet. I would I would lean towards the diet more than the glutathione production. Um, it's keep in mind the biggest culprit you have in your body today that you produce on a daily basis is is insulin. And as long as you can control the insulin load, insulin spikes. Uh, you'll be able to better control your life better and better better uh, uh, control of toxicities and inflammation in your body. So by, by doing a specific diets and not eating a lot of carbs and, and controlling that, you don't see a spikes in the insulin levels. The insulin load may increase, but the insulin spike is not going to be there. And that sometimes is a lot better than to have uh, reduce the load of insulin also. So overall, again, as I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of any particular diet than healthy diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always a place for something dramatic to, to gain control of your body and then move into a direction where it's self-sustaining. So mm-hmm. if you want to do a keto diet to gain control of your body and reduce inflammation and, and help lose an extra extra weight, but then move into a, something that's self-sustaining where it, uh, it also gives you pleasure in life. Because keep in mind, food is probably the number one pleasure in people's life today. And mm-hmm. without the proper diet and food, you, you are not living the life as you're supposed to. So... Be, food needs to be part of your life, but it cannot consume the whole life, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure that clear distinction. So because in my book, I've given you like recipes and all those things. And these are my all personal things that, uh, uh, that I do. I'm not a cook or a chef by all means. I tell my kids all the time that, hey, if you're going to eat, I'll cook for you. And they'll say, no, please don't cook for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a chef by all means, but I, I know what I want to eat. And as long as I eat raw foods and, and things that, that, that gives me pleasure in life, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You, you touched on it earlier, the, uh, the idea of, the, of taking, taking it as a supplement and how you eat it yes. and it does, maybe isn't the most effective way to get it. But there are supplements available, Correct. Well, it, that, it, that's the reason this quest happened to me yeah. about writing a book on glutathione revolution is because for the first time, uh, we figured out how to stabilize glutathione at room temperature outside your body uh, in a bottle and deliver through your skin in an untouched manner. Uh, until now, I was making, I was a pharmacist and I used to make glutathione IVs and doctors used to inject them into uh, 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 through the doctor's offices, through the weight portals. And it was a, such a short-lived molecule that I could not see the results that everybody talks about in the literature. And I was getting a little bit discouraged with that information. So it wasn't until we discovered the topical form of glutathione that bypasses the, the, the stomach, doesn't get uh, broken down into different amino acids, and gets through your skin inside your body. We see the pattern last year for the very first time. And to a surprise, it were, this is a worldwide patent protection that we received. 
because nothing has been created like this ever before. And hence the quest for me to start the revolution on helping everybody out there to, to get on the quest on helping yourself, healing from inside, uh, and do everything possible to raise your levels. If you are one of those guys that needs help immediately for a few months, uh, take the topical supplementation, get control of your body, and then get on a quest on healthy aging. That's what I actually, no, I'll, I'll retract it back. I don't want healthy aging anymore. I want to change the phrase to healthy living. And whenever I sign my book now to everybody, I always write down, welcome to healthy living. Because aging is, I don't want to age. I yeah. will live. The point he ended with there, I think, is so valuable in so many ways right now because so many of us are just surviving. We're sitting in our basements aging, like he said. So if we can find a way to live a little better through our diet, our uh, level of exercise, the, the many suggestions he has in his book to help you feel better, it might help us through all of this stress that our body is constantly under attack from with the quarantine situations, the COVID, uh, the uncertainty about the future, all these things that we're all wrestling with are, are just hammering our bodies. And so I do think even if glutathione isn't the thing, this is the, my, my big takeaway, I think, from this book was if I implement all the changes that should boost glutathione, and even if it doesn't, I'm going to feel better. If mm-hmm. I'm going to exercise better, if I'm going to eat better, I'm going to feel better, whether it's the glutathione or not. So I, I can't recommend enough this book. I, I really loved it. We've actually got a few copies we can give away. So uh, for folks that want to sign up for our newsletter, we'll do some drawings and, and send those out. You can sign up for the newsletter at our website, thefitness.com. But again, that's that was kind of the, the thing that hit home for me was just making sure that you're doing what you can to take care of yourself, especially because we're under so much stress. It's only going to help you navigate this better. Yeah, but I I want to reemphasize his his message of of doing this in a natural way. Yes, um, eating the right food, exercising the right way. But then he does talk about if that's not enough, if you need a boost, you can do some supplements, and you can, there are ways to to boost your your glutathione levels. But I really, really enjoyed the fact that he's 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 pushing the healthy lifestyle as opposed to take this pill and take that pill and mm-hmm. do it that way. Yeah, and he he does offer ways that you can get it through a topical topical supplement and things like that. We'll have links to that on uh, the show page for this episode at thefitmess.com. Um, some other things he mentioned, uh, we talked about testing for, for glutathione levels. It is a simple blood test, but like he says, you could get tested in the morning and it could be one thing. And by the afternoon, it's something totally different. So it is something maybe to talk to your doctor about. I don't know that a lot of doctors are pushing this at all. Uh, and I don't know that doing a blood test is necessarily worth it. You get your blood tested like every other Thursday. <laughs> no, it's on Wednesdays. <laughs> oh, Wednesdays. Sorry. Yeah. I've never done a glutathione test, so I I would be curious to see what it is. But for the pure purpose of of just being curious, because like he said, what it is at one moment could be totally different the next moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but such really good information on what glutathione is, and I was I was happy to hear that it's a responsible uh, molecule that mm-hmm. it it reuses itself. Yeah, kind of kind of like a rechargeable battery, I guess. So. I don't know. I guess, exactly. I guess if there's one, uh, you know, besides the the big takeaway that I've already mentioned, the other thing, just do what I did, you know, go out and buy a supplement. Uh, I think the bottle I got was like 
30 or 40 uh, capsules. It was like 25 bucks. It wasn't anything big. And just start there. See if you notice any difference and then, you know, use that. If you are noticing a difference, start implementing the changes from his book and and eating the kind of foods you need to eat to boost this molecule. And, and really, again, even if, even if it, this one thing doesn't change for you, I think the, the tools that he outlines in the book are really kind of the building blocks for a healthier lifestyle. And that's really what's important is the healthier lifestyle. Exactly. One way to make sure you have a healthy lifestyle is to drink non-alcoholic beer when you, when you really have a craving for a beer. Exactly. And I'm, I'm super jealous. I've been sitting here looking at you through Zoom, watching you drink uh, one of the Athletic Brewing Company beers that I do not have in my fridge right now. One. If you look at oh the my video, God, you're I've on got two. two. Uh, so I've, I've had the Run Wild IPA on many occasions, but um, this is actually my first time having the Hometown Harvest, yeah. which is a fall IPA. Like You said it's this, like, a, like an Oktoberfest IPA. It was like an Oktoberfest, but IPA. It was hoppy okay. wow. and just super delicious. And um, it really brought me back to a nice fall day of like having a beer after yard work. And it, it was so good. I, I can't tell you how many times I have been around other people and I've introduced this beer to them. And the look on their face every time they take a sip and they realize it's non-alcoholic. You can't tell. It's the, These guys have got it dialed in. They know what they're doing. Athletic Brewing Company is uh, the name of the company. They are a sponsor of the show, and we are so proud to be uh, partnered with them for this. There's a link to them on our website, uh, thefitmess.com. And if you want to boost your glutathione levels, I'd be willing to bet that some of the ingredients in the beer may help with that. May. Right? May be the operative a, word. As part of a fully balanced diet that yes. Dr. Patel recommends in the in the book. Well, but he does also recommend uh, decreasing the amount of alcohol that you consume because it, mm-hmm. it does damage to, to glutathione. So if you want to make sure that you're doing what you can, Athletic Brewing Company beer is the way to go. It's the best. All right. Well, I got to get to the store and get some. What What is that now? Hometown Harvest? What is the, the name of that one? Hometown Harvest. Hometown Harvest. I'm on my way to the, to the uh, beverage store to get myself some of that I suggest you do the same, and and on the way, maybe listen to some of our older episodes. You can find those at our website, and you can find our new episode that will be available next Wednesday. We'll be talking with author Christy Nelson. She's the author of a brand new book. It's called Wake Up Grateful. Perfect timing for the Thanksgiving holiday, so we'll have that for you the day before Thanksgiving. We'll have that for you the day before Thanksgiving. Couldn't be timed better. Uh, Really looking forward to, to that conversation with you. There's got to be some food at Thanksgiving that's going to boost glutathione. There's got to be. It's got to be. Like all the stuff, right? Yeah. Just don't eat too much of it, I think, might be the, the trick there. All no, right, we're going to... If you eat more, you'll get more glutathione, right? Oh, well, I guess if you look at it that way. That's that's bad advice. All right, well, we've got to start cooking. we got we got uh, things to prepare for the holidays that are over a week away. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, again, the website, thefitmess.com. Please do sign up for the newsletter there so we can uh, draw your name and send you a couple copies of this book to, to get you on a better path to wellness. We will talk to you next week at thefitmess.com. See everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the internet, and even if they did play them on the internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast.